0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special edition of RL AfterShock, a live-action studio edition. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. is sitting right do next the to the whole shake, hand thing. shake the hands thing. That was back weird. Last in, back night. during the yeah. Neon Dream, people thought we weren't actually sitting next to each other, mm. <laughs> and like me to shake hands. I was like, I've got to give Prof a hug at this point. <laughs> like, just, we are sitting right next to each mm. other. We're here from the Neon Dream Studio, a little bit less green screen and, and special Neon Dream yeah. Neon Neo Tokyo graphics and more. In Bacon's bedroom.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah just Bacon's bedroom, like my artwork up on the wall, painted that clearly, that is me, it's not something generic-ass basic shit that I got from a shop.
0: So we hope, at least. But anyways...
1: Yeah. Enough generic ass, basic shit. Let's talk about some Rocket League because, of course,
0: we still have some tournaments to wrap up mm-hmm. the final show of the year. This is going to be... We're going to go on a small break before we come back in January, which might be a couple weeks. I don't really know how long it will take. Of course, we'll bring you all that information on the standard social media channels. So follow them at AfterShock on Twitter and twitch.tv slash RLAfterShock. Of course, if you're watching this live on the preview, you can hit that follow mm-hmm. button right up top and it'll take you right there uh, and type in exclamation mark Discord, exclamation mark Twitter for all those standard links to the Discord channels and the Twitter itself. So today's show is going to be a bit unique. Uh, mostly because we've only got one tournament we want to focus on, and the rest of it is just going to be recapping the entire mm. year of twenty eighteen uh, in all of its LAN sort of glory. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we course- we
1: are. I don't know if we titled this yet, but it should literally be. 2018 final shock or something because it is the last final one of 2018 shock. and we're rounding everything up for this the year
0: the fi- RL final shock yeah. holy shit I think we need to do redo I think we need to redo the intro <laughs> <laughs> RL oh, final that. shock <laughs> but, no, <I> <laughs> do that. but regardless let's talk about our uh, well of course obviously we've got no news this week yeah uh, we don't have any mailbag but of course you can I mean
1: ask... no EU related news anyway I mean denial apparently on the return which yeah could... fuck those guys I just want to say yep. just off the back already and like, Fry who... dropping their NA roster but that's not, like, proper EU news. Uh, Weedon Girls still yet to announce their org pickup, which...
0: Implying that they already have signed.
1: Apparently. That's as the rumour, but, yeah. As the rumours
0: say. Ooh. This man's on the pulse. (laughs) (laughs) Right there, but... (laughs) We're not going to be talking I c- about I can't any of say otherwise <laughs> i would get some
1: people really deep. You, get, you probably you probably
0: would get into deep Apparently, shit if we said yeah. anything about it. But obviously, um, you know, no news this week in relation to the EU scene. Um, mm-hmm. no mailbag, but of course you can ask us a mailbag by following our Discord <gasps> in the show notes and the descriptions of the VODs, and of course, if you're watching live on mm. the Twitch preview, it's explanation from our Discord in the Twitch chat. So you can join our little community where we have chats and things, oh, and of yeah. course you can ask us a mailbag, we might even answer it on the show. So we've had plenty of questions from plenty of different people. So make sure you get that in for next year because next year is going to be a lot of fun. For this year, though, again, as I said, none of that stuff. We're going to just jump straight into the neon dream uh, because the finals were obviously the past couple of days. We're recording this on Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, as I said, we're in that studio right now. We're sort of like talking things out and then figuring out how we're going to end off the year. But uh, let's talk about this one a little bit because it was quite a little fun sort of uh, oh, uh, yeah. bracket. You can see the bracket actually coming up on your screen. Uh, hopefully in a moment's time. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. See, MacGyver graphics as well, by the way. I completely was not ready to <laughs> do this show whatsoever. But it's fine. Um, as you can see, this is what we've got going on right Ooh. now. Method taking a 4-0 victory above Savage in the grand finals after Damn. a 2-4 series uh, in the winners finals. Uh, we've got XL dropping out in third, MCON in fourth. And you can see Ooh. how the rest of the teams have weighed up in the uh, quarterfinals. And semi finals and the rest of the losers' bracket. So let's start, I think, with the most obvious thing method. Mm-hmm. Relatively convincing. Well, I say relatively convincing. I think they only dropped like two games in the entire tournament, something stupid like that.
1: Um, I don't know how many games in total because, you know, just on the final day, uh, they dropped three games across the, the finals. So I. I don't have the stats on qualifiers and league play Two had, but what I can say is they did not drop a single series throughout the entire tournament, so not a single one in league play, of course in qualifiers if they dropped one they would have to come back for a different day but no, they came from qualifier one and then here in the finals not dropping to the lower bracket, Method had what is essentially a near perfect tournament, like the only way it could have been more perfect is not dropping a game which, good luck in doing that to any team, if you can do it, I'm yeah you know top my hat to you yeah. GG
0: yo jeez <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but you know, for Method this has obviously been a, a very long time coming they've been mm. a roster that's I mean obviously Rich Runley and Burrito B were, were together during the Reason Gaming side you know they had some really, really reputable names and now bringing in yep. Cassio, this was like one of those roster moves where it was like okay th- th- this is not a player that's clearly much better mm-hmm. than them and so as a result we don't think he's going to outgrow them and move on to do you know like good what things what yeah like yeah. what Tigray did and what Speed did you know um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm expecting this to also be uh, a team that lasts and finally mm-hmm. it's starting to come to fruition where they are looking like a really, really dominant force in the EU scene. Obviously, taking the Gfinity Elite Series a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. that was a big victory for them. And of course, their land run throughout the course of that league play was absolutely mm-hmm. insane. So they've got a lot, of, a lot of things going for them right now. They've got a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff at the moment, Bacon. And again, this victory right here, this yeah. very flawless victory, if, if you will. And again, it's been a long time coming, but it's also something I think we were all expecting.
1: Yeah, we knew Method were going to pop off at some point. Like, we sort of, a lot of us, when you were looking at RORS last season, uh, the one just gone, you were there like, okay, we have got literally a top half bracket and a bottom half, and anyone from that top half can make it through to RCS because they're off that calibre, you know. Secret, Method savage red reserve it just unfortunately came down to uh secret and red reserve getting those top two spots and then of course absolutely just knocking it out of the park going through to our rcs next season now coming up this season i'm looking at method i'm looking at secret i'm thinking you can take down you know fanatic complexity we have no idea what's going to happen there because the complexity project as it is now is not working um, okay, that, that's,
0: that's for fucking say the obvious, yeah. isn't
1: it? Admittedly, we haven't seen them for a month, so we don't know. Uh, there's talks of roster changes, uh, whether players are leaving that to go to new heights. Like, you know, the thing about a lot going over to Mouse, which I think is a very... Unbi- like, it's just a rumour, it's not true. Because the captain of Complexity, leaving Complexity, when he's already signed on for a contract, that doesn't make much sense to me. Mm. I think it'd be probably Greasy being uh, dropped... And just going, right, that's not working. We know what Magnus can do because on the previous one, you know, back at Landon and all of that, Complexity, to me, were one of the strongest teams there. And Magnus, one of the strongest players. It was just he needed that Mezenaris to continuously feed him. So here, Complexity have got to work on something. If they don't, then I'm scared for them because their current sort of like situation, their current playstyle, will not be able to beat you know, your secret and method. method. So...
0: Like it must be a very mm-hmm. scary time for those teams that have dropped from the RLCS to yeah, so look at this. Like, okay, this is what we've got to contend with. Mm-hmm. These rosters look really, really scary. Like, you know, even even with the guys who are still in the RLRS as it stands, you know, like yeah. having a team like Method come up and just dominate the entire you've mm-hmm. seen on land as well. You know, or during during the Gfinity Elite series during this here Neon Dream Confederation Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it really must be a scary time to be in the RLRS for the, for these squads. But uh,
1: especially when you look at all of these bubble teams coming through. And I'm even looking at them going, you know, your Stratus, your French fries and that have shown some incredible results. They could knock out your Fnatic and that if they're not careful. Fnatic is secure for next season. I don't expect to see them go. Of course, they're not going to over this winter break, drop their team. But after that, who knows contracts? Because generally with the GFINITY teams like Fnatic, they're signed for a number of seasons, a number of GFINITY seasons, which roughly relates to about six month contracts. Like, um, rolling contracts generally. So it'll be interesting to see if, say, Fnatic drop um, in a hypothetical world because they should be good enough to set up an RORS. They're definitely a borderline team um, as well. So they should be a good challenge for Method and Secret. Like we're saying, can't really say the same for complexity at their current state. But, If they do drop out of RORS, I'm expecting Fnatic because of the pedigree that they are and, you know, how they want to be in eSports, especially with the eSports items coming up next year, that they'll just pick up a different team and they will just drop those players out of the roster because Fnatic, I don't see leaving Rocket League for a while.
0: Hopefully not. I mean, obviously, no. in-game items are coming very, very soon, so mm-hmm. hopefully that'll make them stay. And obviously, Fnatic are a massive brand, so uh, Gfinity brand,
1: Gfinity, you know, G-finity they brand. You know, like
0: know. I, mean, I, I mean, the thing is that when you th- think about Fnatic, you know, you you know that logo just because it is mm-hmm. so synonymous with stuff with games like. Counter-Strike and, and League of Legends and, and Dota and mm. all those other sort of like uh, diff- d- different esports titles which are much more massive than more Rocket League here. so having that in Rocket League is obviously a massive thing mm. but uh, then we're getting a little bit sidetracked from the whole Method thing right now yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. obviously Method doing good work for them I'm really really stoked that this team has worked out really stoked for Casio as well uh, just because yep. he's one of those players that we see them come through uh, come through the weeklies of the old rival tournaments and just be like oh fuck yeah man this guy's on fire and mm. Lombard here he is winning G Elite the Series impressive winning Neon Dream doing ridiculous stuff.
1: The impressive bit there was the previous method man was Chakron. It didn't work. So they've gone from having this very defensive minded player. Chakron is a great defender and then going for someone that can be more in the attack which is them just flipping up strategies essentially and it's one that needed to happen obviously because it was a bit like the whole triple trouble situation we were talking about earlier where That change from Andam over to Speed was massive. Like before that, I was even skeptical about it because it was a very last second change where they had to do their sign ups by, it was like a Thursday, midnight, or whatever. And they were only testing out Speed, just playing with him on like the Monday or Tuesday. So it was a couple of days beforehand. And that is a really quick turnover. But that confidence and that potential they saw was massive, which had got them to the stage that they are now, you know? It was well worth it
0: indeed it was well worth it and obviously Method are going to be taking yeah. again as I said a 4-0 against the likes of Savage absolutely mm-hmm. insane stuff to sweep them out in the grand finals I feel bad for you man because I got the good matches you yeah, got you got the you... oh, <laughs> good
1: matches yeah but the grand final was where it was because Method had just continued that strategy from the winners finals which of course you casted as well and then just were able to carry it on over mm. Savage had nothing on Method during that because Method just controlled and dictated the game to a point that Savage just didn't have an answer for it, and they were just panicking and got very nervous. And for me, that's disappointing because, like I said, coming into this, you've got Bluey and Devo who should have the experience not to make those mistakes, especially Devo, who's been around since, I think, even Season 1 yeah, of well, we'll, RLCS. Well, and...
0: we'll, we'll we'll come up to those guys at the Because mm. There are the some other teams I do want to focus on other than yeah. Savage, and the other one's going to be XL. Um, we've been talking a lot about XL sort of like addition with Breezy coming into the uh, mm-hmm. into the uh, into the roster and how well they can do. I've got a bit of buzzing in my ear, tractor. I'm not sure if that's um, anything in relation to what you're doing. Okay, sorry. Tractor's <laughs> our producer for today. He's yep. uh, he's do- he's being a bit of a lad right now and uh, staying an extra day to help us do this podcast. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, XL um, mm-hmm. coming to life. Obviously, we're talking about Breezy's addition. It was recently semi-confirmed that he's part of the main roster now. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't part of the re- Marky was not with XL for this entire run, but. They had a really, really good run, you know. They beat MCON very easily. They Ooh. did lose to Method, of course, that eventual tournament win, so that's fair enough. But then, lower bracket, beating, eliminating one, eliminating two. Almost beat Savage as well. Yeah. And if you haven't seen that fucking match... Go back Gary. and watch it. It was insane. I remember we were supposed to try and keep quiet in the studio when other people are casting, but I remember just hearing you and Ireland <laughs> yep. to the right hand side just flipping your shit at every single shot
1: because <laughs> Tractor as well, you remember. and
0: Tractor as well. Tractor was very loud, surprisingly oh, he, enough. He gets but, loud. And, and obviously, me and me and Crafters were well, like <laughs> screaming our heads off. I'm surprised we didn't get a noise complaint about oh, that. Man. But it, it's fine because it was an absolutely insane match to cap off. what was actually a really, really good run for XL. Mm. Imagine if they had made it to that final though. How hype would that have been?
1: And how different it could have been because Method, of course, had the answer to Savage, but would they have had an answer to XL? That is the whole difference. I mean, hindsight, you know, you're looking at that going, it could have happened, but we'll just let it be what it is now. But XL is a completely new team compared to what they were. The Mm. addition of Breezy has rebirthed the team in a lot of sense. I know before this last week, I went, XL, if they win this they're going to be re-picked up you know because at the moment they're playing that are XL going to continue in Gfinity because they are a Gfinity owned team so are they going to stick in are they going to stick with the roster for me looking at this if you're XL you'd be like mad to drop a team that could potentially again challenge for RORS top four yeah. next season like that is a lot of longevity especially especially when org items are coming teams like XL now if they give it up another team is going to swoop in and pick them up
0: and I think the key thing about XL was the fact they've just come into new investment, so they need to Mm. make some money back relatively soon not like in the next two months or anything like that but you're talking a year span. yeah within a year two year span they need to start making some good money and mm. this is the perfect chance for them to keep a Rocket League roster they've been around them for a very very long time they've been one of the OG organizations mm-hmm. not quite OG as like Flipside or anything like that but when you take a look at the caliber of teams you're talking a year
1: two old. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah a year or two old. so having a team like this that actually could make some decent success I think is a really really good um it's just a really really good move for XL overall mm. I'm actually really stoked for the guys because they go back to the you know, the beginning few breaths of this show yeah, you know, episodes three, episodes four. We're talking about XL just like fucking hell. What, what this where the Where they gone? Where where where, so where where have they gone? Mm. How far have they fallen from grace? You know, like the, 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 the roster's is not looking good anymore. Mm. Um, and now we turn that around with one little roster swap, and now they look really fantastic. You know, I don't say that RLCS challenges. Oh, RLRS is going to be
1: absolutely stacked next season because for me, the fighting for that top four spot now goes down to you know, like we were saying, method, secret, fanatic, complexity. If they sort their stuff out. Excel potentially, and then we've got a couple of these new dogs coming through, like you know, your Stratus, your even Katafe were putting on good response. Yeah, Mcon came through really well. AS Monica have been improving slow and steadily throughout the whole of this. An experience like Leipzig, which I'm expecting those two teams to go on through to, you know, and play in. I'm excited for EU Rocket League. Like, Leipzig comes at a perfect time. I'm sorry for the NA guys, of course, because they don't <laughs> have Fuck a proper... You, NA. <laughs> they don't have a proper land because they get... What is it? Uh, Dallas and... Um, no, it's Atlanta, ain't it? Atlanta. Dallas. Atlanta. Dallas is CS. That's why I'm getting confused there. Uh, Atlanta and Toronto, yeah. is it? Um but they're before the start of next season. But we've got one for each. So we've got Valencia as well for the season afterwards. But this Leipzig is going to be so much prep time. Hopefully these teams will be able to pick up, get picked up by an org, you know, to travel yeah, them out. Um, like when we saw London Esports last time, uh, pick them up and Veritas Esports as well. You Near know, pick them up, fly them out there represent their brand only on a month contract don't get me wrong but at that same time they might stick a hold of them they get an RL RS spot and instantly these orgs already have a team if they don't make it through then it's understandable that the orgs drop them but it's that going in with a little bit more security for these players is perfect at the moment
0: yeah absolutely so I'm really hyped to see how that goes out mm. for all those other teams um, uh, unfortunately we still have some more disappointing results to talk about uh, unfortunately mm. we're going to harp on Epsilon again this week um, which sucks big time because obviously we were trying to cheer on Cheerio last yeah. la- last couple of shows. Obviously, we were talking about him and how he's going to retire. Um, he came through and the episode performed almost about as far as you would have expected him to go. They did drop the Savage in the semis as we were expecting. But after that, they kind of lost control because they yeah. lost as you can see on the bracket, against MCON and loses round two. Now, this is not a result that we would expect, from, from from the matchup like this.
1: On paper between these two teams, no. Emcom though, looking back, they had a fantastic tournament MCOM. But yes, Epsilon really should have been making it out and coming out fourth in this bracket. They shouldn't have been coming out on that joint fifth, sixth spot. So for us this is a bit of a disappointment for Epsilon. But for me anyway, it's an understandable one. They've just got to still pick it up and I I still believe Epsilon is going to work. It's just got to take a little bit more time because we've seen them have their massive highs. They've just got to make sure those highs stick instead of exactly the like
0: that is the problem with Epson mm. is the fact that they can go so so far when they want to, but it's only if it's if only if it's they're feeling it on the day. You think right?
1: of Thunderdome and how quickly they exactly. fell out of that. Exactly,
0: mm. you know, like like that was a disappointing result. Um, but you think the Elite Series, obviously, I think they made it to the to the semifinals. Semis- That's just an example of where they can go really far. You know, obviously they lost, lost lost against uh, uh, Method.
1: The it was Method? Fnatic
0: the Fnatic oh well mm-hmm. you know semi-finalists at the end of the you know, grand finalists at the end of the day so you know Fnatic were still looking relatively good obviously they're uh, stepping things up of their own mm. right so you take a look at a team like a, a team like Epsilon you see that they can they can hit those highs it's just a case Ooh. of as you say getting that consistency to hold those highs at the same time and, and I'm not sure they've got a couple sure, of months to do that Yeah, they've got, they got a few looking. months to do that obviously they'll have to requalify for RLRS I'll have to well, mm-hmm. attempt to qualify for RLRS because they didn't, didn't make it last time. Yeah, they didn't make it last I time. I think
1: they were on the slightly different team, so I remember. I don't quote me on that, but yeah, they're happy. Epsilon are happy with their performances. It seems <laughs> so. That's good that they're going to have an org back in them. Of course, they should be back in Gfinity next season as well. So Epsilon, this project just stick together, lads, and build up that consistency. Oh, Spare a
0: thought <laughs> for Epsilon. Spare a thought for Savage as well, um, because mm. this team. I can see them being one roster move away from being incredible, I think, Bacon.
1: And I agree with that, but it's like it's not a problem with the players. It's a problem with the setup of the team, if that exactly. makes
0: sense. That's the thing. What That's the thing. We've been saying this for ages, and I think it kind of did prove its point in this tournament right here. They struggled mm-hmm. against XL because their backline defensive was being... Was just being dismantled, you know. XL had so much pressure on that backboard throughout the course of that series, mm-hmm. and the fact that just Savage could not quite mount up to it in the way that they were hoping for. Whenever they had aggression, it was sure, it was fine. Um, but when it came to reversing and rotating and coming back into the defensive line, it didn't quite work out that way. And the key thing about it is that these are world class talents. Yep. These are all world class talents. Devo, as you say, former world champion. Bluey, DreamHack champion, arguably one of the one of the star players of this roster. And Alpha, this new gun who has just become. Arguably the best player in the team right now. You know he's been doing mm. insane stuff. He's been doing.
1: He was the rookie of the season. Exactly. I think maybe even the MVP of the RORS last season. Like, don't quote me on that, of course. But for me, he definitely was. He was the standout player. to so have come out of nowhere and put on a performance and really be the core to the Savage roster. Without him, Savage wouldn't have been making it through purely because you saw from last RORS. Savage with Bluey and D.Va, they were just constantly in attack and Alpha just had to sit back and near enough cover their butts. Last night didn't work so well because, and I I don't want to be mean to Bluey in this regard, he was taking too much weight upon his shoulders. He um, was trying to do too much himself, which he was performing, don't get me wrong, but it was messing up rotations and his teammates. Then it felt like Bluey wasn't trusting them. We saw a lot of double commits going there. So... There's chemistry that needs to be worked upon with this roster. I
0: mean, I half agree with you there because Bluey also absolutely popped off. Up That's late. what I'm saying.
1: He was doing. Like, he was getting into everything and playing really well, but it was also at that same time he was losing trust in his teammates because okay. they thought they couldn't play up to his level. The what we've normally seen as the savage level, and. It, it was that mistrust, that sort of, not mistrust, but distrust in each other, which made this team crumble to a 4-0 final. That sweep okay. in a final we should have not seen.
0: All right, well, let me, let me, let me pitch something to you then, because mm-hmm. really obviously I say I think they're one roster move away from being an absolutely incredible team. I think what they need to do is they need to replace Devo. Yep. That's what I'm... Are you going to agree with that? Because... They've got three striking elements. They could take one of those mm-hmm. striking elements, what I think is the weakest striking element in my per- personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Devo being, a, 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 you know, a Devo missing a lot of good shots and a, a lot of tags and, and opportunities just not going well for him. He's a bit inaccurate throughout the course of that mm-hmm. XL series. Again, if you watch that XL series, you see exactly what I'm talking about. He was not in position for passing plays. He was not in position for the shots. He, when he took those shots, they were left, right, high, Mm-hmm. low and then defended against by somebody else, you know. I think he is the weakest element. I think if you took him out Actually, and replaced him with a much more supportive element from another so roster, kind of you know, like there's... I, I, I just feel like that's going to be... that. That's the main thing that I need to do. Take that one weaker striking element out and put a much more stronger defensive or or, or supportive. No, I I
1: completely agree. Like, maybe one of these players moves... Like, we might get a promotion from a player from RORS because that's purely where I see that change would have to come from because none of the other RLCS teams, like... Or players, sorry. They don't want to drop to a newly promoted because that's too risky if you look at that sort of aspect. They need a supportive player to be able to help them. Um, If I was to want a player into that mix, I wouldn't even know, be able to pick who... You know, because it's Mm. just so hard because it doesn't seem like that there's anyone of an RLCS level that is free currently um, to be able to move on up. And Devo, then where does he go? Who wants to pick him up? Because for me, I don't see it happening. A lot of Savage is about its sort of like community, the fan base, the players. And that is also built around Devo as well as Bluey, and in a lot of sense, Alpha is the sort of quiet man to the roster. He is the sort of uh, well, J-Naps I, really, of GT, I really, I really, I really hope,
0: I really hope that doesn't end up meaning that he's the one that gets kicked out of the result of this.
1: If they're smart, they will not kick Alpha. Like I would actually be more scared that Alpha could leave for another team. You know, because yeah. everyone, not only us, is seeing that Alpha has a lot of power. Bluey, at the moment, he has to be the star man, and it seems like. Not any other team needs a star player. If he was to change, the only team I know that could be in need of a star player is Dignitas at the moment, really. And but that's
0: that's if the roster moves. Star. Yeah. Happen. To
1: yeah, if that does work out with um, what was it um, K Dot moving over to Vitality. Vitality as rumored. But even then, I'm there looking at and going, Bluey, with how he acts, with his history, you know, going against PSG as he did. Dignitas might not want that, you know. In,
0: that is true. It I is mean, sort
1: of like in a case of if Bluey didn't go against PSG, he would probably still be at PSG, as we know. But, I mean, that's all in the past, of course. That's all from this year, funnily enough. Yeah, Because, uh, you know, we hell. think of that. PSG won Leipzig from this year just gone. And then, obviously, and, Bluey's no longer
0: yeah. on at PSG. I was fucking... I don't know, man. Bluey's is like... a
1: fantastic player. He has just got a hone in his temper. It's the problem when you're, what, 16 years old? Like, He's 18 like, now, I think. Is he 18
0: now? Let me check. Hold
1: on. Jay's is literally going to check. I'm, I'm there like, mm, I doubt he can be that old. He's got to be 16, 17 at max. But but this is the problem with younger esports players. And it's definitely a little bit of a problem. Ah, 17. 17. Okay, yeah. But still, it's Just that turned sort of, 17. Like, when you well, look I at mean, other esports, generally the players are 20... Or 21 is normally the average, yeah, no, whereas I, here, Rocket League, it's ridiculously low, like 17, yeah. where these play- like the players haven't gone through enough in life, like been adult enough. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say, when you leave college and you're 18, you're there like, oh, I'm an adult now, you know, I'm going into a job. You still don't know Jack, do you? <laughs> really, when you yeah, go no, into I your mean, first mean like Yeah, we
0: have, we have something in Counter-Strike, where some of our best players, uh, two, two names come to mind, is Simple and mm-hmm. Um Simple, I know, was, was known as a bit of a cunt back in 2016. <laughs> um, like I'm not even a word of a lie. Like everyone on him was a massive mm-hmm. toxic piece of shit. Uh, and uh, no one really wanted to play with him. It was only until eventually he was picked up by a much more veteran player in Hiko for Liquid. That he started really, yep. you know, maturing and becoming a. You know, took him under his wing like an old dad or something. Um, and eventually he became much better as he got older. You know, he became mm-hmm. much more mature. Uh, and also you as well. He's currently in that phase where he is a bit of a cocky shit. Um, I love you, Smooju, Owen. <laughs> you are like you are. I'm not going to denounce our friendship by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I cannot deny that you are a massively egotistical, cocky player. Well, that's because like,
1: he's on the rise and everything yeah, no, no. is doing he it's has... quite easy it's the same which happened to Bluey that's where all that ego exactly. came I mean,
0: from exactly I mean he has he has the right to be obviously because mm. like he's absolutely insane you know we can't take that away from him um, but obviously you know that's not going to work out for you in terms of being a, you know in terms of being a good professional yeah uh, because that just doesn't work like that and that's the problem that Bluey faced with PSG I hope it's a problem mm-hmm. he doesn't face again with Savage because I think this is This is Bluey's really good chance to make it back into World Rocket League, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and you just got to be looking at that and looking at this roster of all they've done. For me, like, Devo being on the roster, being that previous world champ... It's got to help getting in orgs or whatever because of that. But you look at Bluey and like, the reason why it's dropped by PSG, which is public knowledge. I don't know how much research esports orgs do because you do get some which look deeply into a team. Then you get others that are just there like, oh, they're in RLCS. Let's just whack them with a paycheck. And so for me, Bluey's got to be hurting this roster in the sense of um, orgs coming in. But he is the main strongest show- showman star player of Savage, so you wouldn't get rid of him. Like I was saying, with Alpha, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't want to get rid of him because he is your core. They just need that second supporting player. And I honestly don't know where you would go for that. I mean,
0: I mean, like I said, I still think Devo needs to go. That's yeah, my no, but, as, I, but as you say, you I agree. you're making that change because, because you have to.
1: Because the problem with EU Rocket League is that it's so defensive that at RLCS, they're going to be a hand, able to handle all the attack that Savage can put on. At RORS, it's not as refined and all of that, but in RLCS, they're just going to absolutely be able to dismantle Savage, get a couple of demos in, and get those counters going. And we already I, saw that hmm. from
0: Method, obviously. Yep. You know, like, they're not even an RLCS team, and they were able to dismantle Savage. To some Savage degree, XL, down.
1: who had to become exactly. a little bit more defensive.
0: Exactly, and, and when they became defensive, when they were able to counter-attack counter and put pressure, which Savage weren't able to deal with, mm-hmm. then you suddenly had a, a bit of a shit shot <laughs> for the Savage side. You know? and certainly there could so, have been some games where they could have won very easily. Um, although I will admit, six five overtimes in seven games? Or something, six, six or five overtimes? Uh, it games. went to
1: game seven and it was six overtimes, I'm pretty sure. What was it? Regardless of how many no, because the last one wasn't, so it was five overtimes okay, well, in a row. Five games, overtimes sit, is going to yeah. prove
0: my point once again. Go watch that series back because it was bloody insane. My voice is yeah. a little bit raspy. I can't tell if you can. I don't know if you could tell. Um, <laughs> that's because that. That's because that's the aftermath of that particular yeah. series. So, yeah. Thought for Savage. Um, I think again that they could be well beat. Is it just comes down to that one thing? So to mm. wrap up on the Neon Dream, we're going to talk about Stratus for a little bit uh, because as you can see on this bracket, they didn't fucking play.
1: I, uh, I am,
0: um, I'm gonna, I, I I've been tilted. I have been tilted so many times in the past, bacon.
1: Especially from the especially, reason I gave you.
0: Especially off of this reason, which I'm gonna let you fucking say. So
1: one of the players, I'm not saying which player, um, because I, I actually I, don't I know love, which player.
0: I, I, would love to know myself so I can smack him upside <laughs> the back of the fucking head.
1: Because Stratus is one we will keep backing because this is a great future team. But yeah. one of the players had to go watch a pantomime. Which is a very British thing anyway, so the rest of it's like a theatre production uh, with his family at half six on day one. Like, I'm just. Yeah, Jay is triggered. So you're just there looking at your family's surely got to understand at this point because, especially if you're getting to this stage, every single one of the players that make it through to top eight here have, are either pro, semi pro. Or have to be potentially looking to go there at some point. And if you're literally focusing on this. Uh, yeah, rightfully focus on Jay there. <laughs> to show the trigger. But if you're focusing on, I don't know, family time instead of what is technically work. Yeah, your priorities in the wrong area in my regard there. I mean, and that's look, pretty right. much because I look at Stratus and I... We are talking at this at the same point earlier, like Stratus. This year has been a great little yeah, evolving absolutely. of English and British uh, rock league. Last year, it sort of came down to, I don't know, uh, Devo, Bluey, Marky. um <laughs> Stretch. uh Stretch. Tapo, because uh, Welsh. Um, Ignite. Doomsie. That like, is that, um, a doozy yeah. maybe. Possibly? For a region that at the very start of Rocket League was a very strong one, it dropped off. Mm. Now we're seeing these English players like um, Flux and Chippy come through from Stratus. Uh, we have got Ixo Breezy. Like just the name, for straight off the top of my head. There, that like, is a big influx for next year, which is going to be good. But but you got to take this a lot more seriously. Yeah, that is pretty and much I, I, and it. And you
0: know what? I do want to level a little bit of understanding because I know family time is like appropriate and everything. But at the same time, like th- th- there's got to be some sort of level of reasoning right there. Like you know, again, I understand what it's like mm. to have a very unreasonable family. Like you should see my fucking mum. Right? She she, <laughs> she has she has um, no faith. The point is, like, drop a Gfinity
1: Winter Series night. Yeah. But don't drop the finals of a psionic sponsored event. This is literally... This tournament was not made for the RLRs teams. It was it, made for you. It, it was, was made literally for made for Stratus, Monaco, Getafe, and MCON. That is the four teams from this top eight, which this tournament was aimed at to improve them. And we can see it's improving them but you've got to make it on through because Stratus, I could have seen with an upset win against Epsilon here, probably not get that win against Savage, but they would, they could have even been an MCon and come out top four. Stratus quite fairly, I think. That, like for me, this was fairly. the I premier mean... team out of all the bubble teams that are coming into this tournament. They could have come fourth and you would have think going with Leipzig coming up. I'm sorry. This would have a team like you're so close. We could have got Stratus to Leipzig under an orc because we know there's some English um, and British orcs, especially, that are looking at it with lands coming around um, Britain as well, picking up with your insomnias, Evglans. We're trying to improve that. You could have got an orc there, got sent across, but if you're not showing up for the finals, if you're just dropping out. These orgs aren't gonna have trust in you, and that's the problem.
0: Yeah, and, and just to take a look at the bracket again real quick, you see mm. where Stratus were, if they actually pulled the upset victory against Epsilon, that's certainly a, a relatively likely thing for them. Yep. They would have probably dropped the Savage, sure. Then they probably could have taken the fight against MCON, probably would have dropped to XL. So yeah, top four is not even that far gone for them, you know. It's, it's, nope. it actually is something like, is a reality that I could see happening for Stratus, but unfortunately. Sorry, it's behind
1: your laptop, but even then, if they would have dropped to Epsilon that first game, S Monaco I can see them beaten, then coming up against XL that is a little bit of another one like epsilon either way
0: yeah i mean you know yeah i just i just I, I, it just sucks so fucking much cuz again they have so much talent they have so much potential mm. you know stratus are are, are such a good up and coming team and again this renegade cup stuff was created for them it was yep. created for you so please there's a reason I stress about it every fucking When you're fucking given week, the opportunity, don't th- there, there, fuck is, it is, up. There's a good reason why I stress <laughs> about it every week is the fact that if you don't show up to these tournaments, Sonics will not put them on. As you were saying last week, they are already pissed off with the number of DQs mm-hmm. we had during the regular uh, group stage. So having this come through and a teams DQ'd out of the quarterfinals... Just like fuck, man. it
1: looks bad because it looks like Science is putting on these events and people aren't taking them seriously. People aren't taking the developers of the game seriously. So, so if in they turn, can't take
0: the developers seriously, who the fuck can they take seriously? No mm.
1: one. And at the same time, Science are using these events to bolster up the orgs. If you're not, if players aren't taking these orgs seriously, like you know, Rewind, uh, Veritas, Rocket Baguette then what sponsors are going to be taking us seriously? You want Rocket League prize pools to increase, you have to take them seriously for orgs to then look in and want to sponsor us. Because if you're just dropping out left, right, and centre, orgs will look in and just go, yeah, your players aren't really playing. And that is the most frustrating part, I think, because us tournament organisers, they're putting on them, us casters are putting in the work, but players don't really care and then whinge when they're not getting enough money put on and that frustrates it's a the UK scene KC mentality, which is yep. just like,
0: mate, I'm going to fucking end you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all, all serious now, I'm obviously. I'm called
1: Switchblade J for a reason.
0: Fucking, <laughs> uh, fucking A right. So you know, the cap off that whole thing, um, you know, obviously. You know, Bullshit aside, Neon Dream was actually a really, really fantastic one thing. I actually really enjoyed the theme of things because we didn't go too far into the roleplay aspect of things. No, um, which is you know, I didn't. I don't think it was too harmful to the broadcast overall. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly... the graphics overall, were absolutely. Oh yeah, no. I,
1: talking to the cyrocs and that, I they we we can pretty much say. No one is going to be able to beat us on the Renegade Cup, barring maybe the official Psyonic stuff right in February, (laughs) but that's a little bit of a cheat to that. Community wise, Rewind absolutely loved the lads, and big props to Andy Designs and Edward uh, Nottingham for the work they did. Not only Andy on the 2D stuff and Ed on the uh, 3D stuff. Massive, massive props. And I already know uh, Andy's actually working on the next Renegade Cup stuff. Uh, so is he? they might be able to beat us. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, fuck, I, I wouldn't put
0: it past Andy, man. Andy's insane. He is you know. good. That, look, again, if you're looking for a good graphic designer, see that logo at the top? I can't see that logo at the top.
1: <laughs> Somewhere there. He designed
0: that. You see all the rest of the assets you see on Aftershock every week? He designed that. Not these ones. This is makeshift shit. This is, <laughs> is did. This is gimbal <laughs> shit that we did. <laughs> this
1: it's is what it is. is.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, so... End of the neon dream. Fantastic tournament again. I'm really yeah. hyped for the next and the final monthly coming through in January, which I can't announce who's been doing it yet, but I know that I'm already working on it. Yeah. So um, uh, commiserations, bacon. I'm sorry about yep. that. Sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's still. It's gonna fine. We be... got another buddy working. Yeah, we got another buddy working on, yeah, it, so buddy working on that. Teamwork. I won't reveal I who. I won't reveal who because you know that's just not my not my place to say. But regardless, mm-hmm. again, it's going to be fun. Again, it starts in actually the end of the very end of the month.
1: I think it starts next week. Which it starts
0: next week instead of That days scares this me as
1: well. <laughs> Is that being broadcasting next week? the qualifiers it's not being broadcast, no. okay, not so doing, not broadcast that's like a little qualifiers. bit of time off I guess um, I
0: imagine the announcement will come through between now and the release of this podcast so again yep. we're pre-recording this on Friday if you're not aware uh, so when this comes out on Monday there's some little bits of information that might be out of date some pieces of news we might be missing mm-hmm. um, but if it is announced then GG uh, hey. make sure you sign up for that qualifiers on the 28th and the 29th So, with that being said, uh, that is basically the last tournament done for the year. Yep. I mean, this would usually be the point where we'd end the show. Yeah. Um, But we're not going to do that because there are plenty of things we have to talk about. Obviously, this is going to be the final show of the year for Aftershock uh, and... Mm -hmm. You know, what better way to celebrate a great year with a great podcast and recapping the great year that that podcast mm. was born into so um uh, we're going to take you through a little a journey down memory lane <laughs> if you will we're going to go down memory lane there that oh. bacon we're going to talk about some of some of the uh, some of the bits and pieces that we enjoyed some of the events that mm. we also uh, see was significant in the rocket League space um you know I'm going to start with some personal highlights, I think uh, yeah because for me there was a lot of different things that really went down this year that I was like right this is fucking. A, right, uh, it was fan- mm-hmm. fantastic for me to experience, fantastic for me to, to cast and to watch. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and obviously for yourself, there's obviously some bits and pieces that you also enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm going to start with OCE. Uh, I know this is an EU podcast, but OCE, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about them a lot more, I think, in the next year. You know, oh, mean, yeah. we're, we're an EU podcast, but when it comes to international affairs, obviously, we're still going to focus on those when EU are involved. Leipzig comes around, maybe yeah. see
1: Chiefs there.
0: I could honestly see Chiefs being in a, in a Leipzig tournament, you know. Yep. So I'm I'm really excited to see what OC has to do in the next year. I mean, obviously, top four at Worlds is mm-hmm. one of the big things. I was like, holy shit, they are actually really legit
1: now, aren't they? Mm. That well, yeah, coming out top four at the World stage, and you just there like, what is it? Two from EU, one from NA, and that's just basically OC is getting to the power of top end NA. We it, it's scary then because OC is this whole slightly different style from the rest of them, and EU and NA were focusing on each other. So coming into ROCS um, in LAN, Vegas, it was like, n- everyone had sort of forgotten about OC. They were like, off to the side, you're too worried about f- Dignitas. I mean, Cloud9 worried about Dignitas enough to come up with a completely counter-strategy to them, so fair enough to them. But for everyone else, they've forgotten about OC. and Chiefs just came in like, boys, you better <laughs> not forget, boom, knock them down, come <laughs> out fourth. And that, for me, super impressive.
0: Very, very impressive stuff from the OC side and, uh, you know, mm. Just one of the big things up and this year obviously Sonic's also announcing that they're going to be supporting in- game items there's still a bit of skepticism around that whole thing but I think it's a step in the right direction obviously if mm-hmm. we didn't have any in-game items I think we'd down a much we'd be down a much worse road at the moment like you know at the end of the at the end of the year you know uh, there's still a lot to smile about this year. There's still yeah. a lot to be happy about. And I think Ingram items, if that wasn't, to, if that didn't came into effect, especially after everyone bitched and moaned about yep. it on the subreddits, on this podcast, on Twitter, on every other bit, and Sonic said, and are still so silent about it, I'd say there's probably a lot less to be happy about uh, with, with Rocket League. But the fact that that sort mm. of kick-started a bunch of really good news with new hires and uh, the circuits coming through and obviously E-League coming back and obviously the Renegade Cup that came followed with that, you know, I feel like it was, Excuse me. I think it was a really, um, uh, it was a really good sort of, like, landmark moment for Rocket League. Yeah. Not just because it's in-game items, but also because it just... It just kick-started a lot of really good shit for Rocket League.
1: It has. And, like, since then, you... I mean, don't get me wrong, I was a little bit annoyed about the late announcement of E-League and that, but everyone was there, like, it's going late to Late announcements
0: Psyonix. There's, like, the name yeah. more iconic zero at this point in this I, fucking game.
1: I can't go on, like, how it is working as a TO, <laughs> of course. But, yeah, late announcements. You, you get used to that with Psyonix and just have to deal with it at all stages. But... Yeah, for me, not only just, you know, the science events coming in, but stuff like Ballistics Brawls coming through, you know, where this is outside sponsored events. So Ballistics Brawl had nothing to do with Sionics and Ballistics, the RAM makers and all of that, coming through and sponsoring not only one season, but two. That for me, again, it's a bit like I was saying about, it shows that people are wanting to get into Rocket League, but they're not too sure and why Sionics building up these community orgs giving them some money to run events is going to be great for next year because it basically means these sponsors have orgs to go to and run these events for them
0: exactly and, and that's the thing that gets me most excited especially about ballistics brawl we're going be covering both those seasons in our little mm-hmm. like wrap up a bit um, but those guys are like you know really really cool dudes sponsor a lot of money for the rocket league scene mm-hmm. I mean it would be nice if science could just lift that cap off so they can put even more in because so I think they <laughs> would love to do that again it's something that I, I say hell I'll die on every fucking day like mm-hmm. you know I feel like that now that we got a million dollars in price pool so I just need to lift that five thousand dollar cap. Like it just needs not to go. lift it, raise it, I yeah. say. Yeah. When I say lift I mean, minor event. When, when I say lift hmm. it I mean literally lift it up higher. Like because not, not go not go so far as to take it away entirely. So,
1: on that note, I expect that to happen after the Renegade Cup finals because what the finals are 15,000
0: for each reading, 20,000 is it 20,000 for each reading? Damn, but
1: 20,000
0: for for each for 20,000 for all the monthly, so 5,000 each, mm -hmm. and then 20,000 for the finals,
1: okay? But yeah, I expect that to then get risen higher. Um, cause I, sorry I thought it was 15 I was going to say that it needs to be written to about 30,000 then they put like the minor stages ballistics and all of that and cap that at say 15 so that it's that little progression because Sainix is always careful about that progression it's understandably rightfully so we have seen many definitely MOBAs do this where they just then suddenly throw in a million for the first year and after that first year is dead because it's ex- a
0: storm <laughs>
1: <laughs> jeez okay uh, yeah, I think you need to go to the doctor's about that call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, uh, I'm kidding, right? But yeah, it's definitely a case of they're slowly building it up and once they get the infrastructure of org items in place, they'll be able to really hit home, I reckon, where they'll be able to raise the prize pools of near enough everything. Silent Sponsor Events, I'm expecting Renegade Cups to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, their current format, maybe not. Like One thing we're definitely pushing as TOs is like not a whole month long, but two weeks of each month, because tournament fatigue is definitely a thing. Like oh, every yeah. single oh, yeah. Wednesday and Thursday, the best teams are having to play. The top eights near enough are coming back. You know, you look at strata's where, you know, this isn't a professional thing for them, uh, which. And even then you've got uni at the same time. It's quite hard to put that amount of time in. But two weeks of every month is more understandable. And it means as well, if you're a viewer, just not there, like, oh, I can tune in the, uh, next week, and you just sort of forget it and just leave it till finals. No, you want to watch every single one. Yeah,
0: yeah, you absolutely yeah. do. So I'm, I'm excited to see how far Politics Brawl will be able to take that again with more. Uh, Price was coming through. Obviously, you mentioned the Renegade Cup. That's a fucking mm-hmm. fantastic thing. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else to say other than that. It's just fucking amazing. Thank you so much oh, yeah. nice for putting that on. Um, and of course, for me personally, a highlight that I love is just working all those Renegade Cup tournaments and and uh, and all the other uh, mm-hmm. online tournaments we've had. Like the Rival One K Cup was a yep. really memorable one. I'm never gonna forget that one in my fucking life. That basically. was nuts
1: to show. There is the top end support when you had stuff like dignitas. Um what was it Weedham Girls and PSG and Flipside, sorry, they were the four invited teams, like willing to back a $1,000 cup, which you're looking at that and sort of going, I would understand that these teams didn't want to play in it purely because the money's money maybe player. not worth it. But no, they just want to play good Rocket League. As long as there's good competition, players will sign up. I mean, what was it Um, from the autumn open for EU? We had Secret. They're just literally they're like, Oh, we just want to play in this to go up against the good teams. We don't care about the money. And it's purely because they know that's how you progress in Rocket League and that is the right mentality to have.
0: Yeah, and you know, working on those other tournaments as well, where we have got top teams, you know, I like, like one kick up was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, that grand final with Dinga and Talisman's Smiley Face, which will break them down more in a bit <laughs> detail. That was one of the best grand finals they've ever done. Um, and plus the Coliseum where we had the grandfather's for that as well, PSG mm-hmm. versus what, Triple Trouble, who was it?
1: Weedham Girls. Weedham
0: Girls, that one, yeah. yeah. PSG versus Weedham Girls was fantastic. Even the semi-final that I covered on that one, Triple Trouble versus PSG, was like, yeah. oh my fucking God. And obviously this Neon uh, this, uh, Dream Tournament that you just finished up, obviously, I'm having fucking fantastic times. Just so many memories created in Rocket League. Yep. Um, it Honestly, you know, it reminds me of my first year in Counter-Strike. The amount of memories <laughs> that I created there, just doing like loads and loads of different, like big, sort of, relatively big tournaments, sort of like mm. not so like massive, big minors. you know, big big miners. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a bit of a, that's a bit of an oxymoron there, but you know, big yeah, big miners. Um. <laughs> well, you
1: like for anyone that doesn't really know the unsort standable part of how you classify stuff. So you, your premier events is RLCS, so That is it. Your and to some degree you could say R L R S purely because it is a nah, cause one. No, because it's step down. I say that's like more a like weird. a major. That's what I'm there trying to think like your major events though. I think is one-offs is like your e yeah. League, uh, DreamHacks, um, Northern Arena, that sort of thing. And then your minor events are these Renegade Cups, where they're not big prize pools, but this is the emerging talent. And then every now and then you do see like with Ballistics, the bigger teams sign up for it. And that's just how the whole ecosystem... We're actually getting to a point in Rocket League where we have a very solid ecosystem, I think. Like before, you might have said it's a bit sparse. Like, what's it? We were talking about before, July was pretty much a dead month for Rocket League. It was a bit unfortunate. Apart from the
0: Universal Open, which was just like not even a proper
1: tournament. Uh, it's 2v2, so it's not like proper comp. Um, and to that degree, it, whether there's another Universal Open next year, because it was the only tournament where I actually lost viewership compared to the first year. Yeah. So, I don't know if Sonyx just drops 2v2s and leaves that to minor events, which I think is probably the wiser choice, and Universal Open just suddenly goes, right, it's now Universal Open 3v3, held at that same time. I'd be more than happy and I think the entire community would be happy with that. Well
0: considering you know, it was the it was a hundred thousand dollars for the two V two side and Northern Arena was running about the same time that was three V three had fifty thousand dollars. That's like a fucking like what the shit are you guys doing <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um but uh yeah we would talk more about that in a minute because obviously, you know, obviously we've got for our personal highlights. Anything else you want to bring up before we Well do? Landon. We well oh, being yeah, part fucking, of that. The no, crowd I mean experience I, that, that was probably London. a given, honestly. Like you yeah. know, like <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking landing. It's fucking London. Like, what else can you say? What else can you say other than it was it fucking London?
1: I think it's the first time where if we went back to EU and it was London again, I don't think anyone in EU would complain. Like, <laughs> you know, because it's generally like with NA, they're like, "Oh, we want this moving around countries, even EU's." Like after Amsterdam, we we're like, "Okay, we've had Amsterdam. Let's go to Germany. Let's go to Paris. Let's go to London, of course." And don't get me wrong I wouldn't mind if it was oh, like absolutely. Berlin or Paris but, but if it was like... London <laughs> I'm there like boy that is the one I want yeah, yeah, because yeah, it mate, was man. perfect.
0: Honestly like, yeah, it was the perfect event in my opinion but it was not the only event we had plenty of events nope. and we're going to start things off in chronological order as we run down mm-hmm. our recap of how the year went for Rocket League with Dreamhack Leipzig. Oh yeah. The first major land of 2018 you can see it up on your screens at a total of $50,000 so not the biggest uh, thing in the world but it was also an open mm-hmm. tournament at Dreamhack open which was uh, uh, sponsored by Monster Energy and stuff um, supported by Silox to a certain extent but not by a massive amount and obviously
1: well the broadcast talent that was done by Silox as you uh, can clearly see on your screens right now yep. it was the Silence crew um, and this one I actually did love and it was like for me it was the major loss of Gregon from the uh, casting talent yeah, when he went man, to manager like, don't get me wrong it's understandable in his case because it was solid work for him now being the manager of um, Renault Vitality but, oh, I just wish we could have seen him, like, casting along, like, you know, it was alongside Shogun, like, this is the two best casters there are, and they're both from EU. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, for me, I always love gregon's casting purely because it's like, you're learning. Like, I'm, a, I'm like, one of those people that actually likes learning stuff. And whenever he's, his style of commentating is, like, a good teacher, too. It's almost yeah. like he's coaching you. And, like, you're going through a VOD review. But it's live. That, for me, is nuts. Yeah,
0: he's insane. I can't wait for going to come back. So when Vitality eventually go bust and release least they Rocket League team because they're doing like shit. Uh, come back to us, buddy. We, we miss you. Oh, I don't think they're going
1: bust in <laughs> soon, by the rumors.
0: <laughs> but yeah, obviously, the winners of this land were PSG, the only mm-hmm. land that PSG have ever won. Um, uh, the other time, uh, the runners-up being uh, the G2 sign. And so you can sort of see the group stage we had on uh, on just mm-hmm. a moment ago. Actually, this was a really really fun fact about uh, DreamHack Leipzig was the fact that not only was it a big, mm-hmm. um, uh, not only was it a, uh, a, a a big land with all the big teams, it also had completely open sign ups. So you had guys like the dudes and the juicy kids, and if you scroll up even mm-hmm. further, I think you find even more teams like London Esports and Rocketeers. Obviously, spent the centre yep. team. Well, that it land. had
1: completely open sign-ups, but there mm. was clo- like there was online qualifiers which you had to make it to top eight at whatever, and then there was another day of closed qualifiers, which was just basically those top eights going against each other to get a spot in each of the uh, groups. And this was quite a cool one, because we saw a lot of teams that you wouldn't expect come through like I can remember there was one um, I'm trying to look at this I think it was the dudes from NA that qualified from online of course they don't have a sponsor so Psyonix is the ones that picked up that check and that for me is fantastic for the health of Rocket League
0: yeah I mean yeah just take a look at this It's like obviously it was a massively hype event there were some format problems obviously you know I'm mm-hmm. actually made a video about that on my channel about how the DreamHack Format, I didn't actually not. see that. Well, you can go ahead and watch that. It's a pretty boring video, uh, oh, okay. all things considered, actually. I <laughs> mean, uh, you know, talking about how like, in, in, its, in, in its practice, it doesn't quite work out for mm. open sign-ups. But, you know, um, yeah, best of three series isn't that first one it was not always the best either. So yeah. it certainly could have been improved. But as an opening event of the year, honestly, it was hype. It had some really high quality mm. of Rocket League, especially in that playoff. So, Gigi, to dream Hack. Let's see. Hope for a good open circuit. I oh,
1: think. I... You expect nothing more than brilliant from DreamHack when it comes to their circuits. Well,
0: it's like it's the Counter Strike Pro once put it. You know, when I think of DreamHack, I think of excellence.
1: Yeah, and that truly
0: is is the and that is why, like even on
1: the CS circuit where the DreamHack sort of like the teams signed up are sort of starting to dwindle because CS is way too oversaturated with tournaments at the moment, it seems. But the prize money is still there. The production quality is still nuts. So even here, when you've got a premier, like I'm saying a premier event, but a top flight is another major, a top flight event for Rocket League here with DreamHack, because nothing will be contesting it. DreamHack is going to be, for me, as good as E-League, you know, in that regard to how you expect the quality to come out.
0: Yeah. And I'm really happy for what DreamHack is going to do in the next year. Of course, the open circuit in 2019 is going to be really fun. Uh, and another tournament organizer that should be coming back is also Gfinity, uh, because they mm-hmm. had two tournaments this uh, this year. Uh, one of which was being the season three, f- uh, the season three <laughs> tournament uh, with their uh, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Their their new their new sort of uh, um, format, not format. Oh yeah, new format, but also their new uh, teams.
1: Yeah, the uh, ten new had, teams. Had, That's had, what I'm saying. Little, had
0: had that. a little bit of controversy around one of those teams in particular, didn't they?
1: Yeah. So there was Unilad, hashtag United, uh, Ares. So more than just one team to have a little bit of controversy about. Wait, 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 wait,
0: what was the other team? Aries or? Um, can you not remember Aries? I mean, they 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 they, they were in one season. It was Vitality as well all. that
1: joined that season.
0: Yeah, worry. but I mean, Aries, I don't remember them doing anything. So I was... no, this
1: was Sebadam's roster, and it was the org that just scammed the players out of the money, where they just dropped out. They didn't play the players, uh, didn't pay the players any money, and the org oh, just ran off.
0: I was not aware of this. And they had a lot of
1: footballers backing them.
0: I was not fucking aware of this. Holy
1: crap! Yeah, go look into that. It's yeah, it's an absolute nuts story. Mm.
0: So went out, my friend. <laughs> I feel, I feel bad for <laughs> you, brother. Like fuck. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, obviously, Aries. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I do you know what? The thing is that the you hold thing with kicking out. Reason gaming is they were going to pick up triple trouble. That was like so significant and so big, and that was the thing that got garnered all the Rocket League headlines. Mm-hmm. I was not... I didn't even know about the Aries thing. Like, when did this unfold? After the season or during the season? So,
1: they folded after the season, like, it finished, so all the, sort of, g news and all that had slowed, so it sort of, like, just slipped under the rug. You know, where it... No... Like, some people picked up on it because it was known, but, yeah, it was just that case of players... I reckon I was completely not aware probably, of that. and his crew probably missed out on about two months of paychecks. Which
0: oh shit! Don't get me
1: wrong, the G fifty money like you're probably looking. Actually, I'm just about to say, don't get me wrong, it's not massive money, but you're probably looking about two grand lost from that each. So Shit, when up. you look at Sebdam, I reckon he is still doing rockley full time because, you know, living with family. They're supporting his dream. that was of the pro. store at the moment. You know? Yeah. So, and that's so actually he is actually living off what is right, well, minimum well, wage. Well,
0: obviously, we always say uh, Unilad are the market 3.0. Uh, Aries are the market 10.0 at this point. I just fucked those guys despite their fault.
1: M- Mocket are like just, <laughs> sorry, Un- uh, Aries were like, they don't even deserve to be on that sort of level because they didn't get as big as Mocket, you know? They were they were just like one Gfinity and then they'd up. one off.
0: Gfinity and then they were a complete fucking failure, mm-hmm. as most. And that's not Gfinity
1: because you look at them; they were they should have been respect, uh, respectable, and all that. And it's just I think they got a little bit too in deep. You know, it, you can't blame Gfinity when someone comes along to buy a franchise spot. They've got the money there, and you go, yeah, sure, that all checks out. Yeah, I that, mean.
0: Well, I mean, the other, the other, the other big roster and organization issue is obviously, with the recent gaming versus for UniLads sort of stop, and obviously, reason we're going to pick up Triple Trouble, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, that didn't happen. Triple Trouble were not in the Elite Series, and that's pretty mm. significant considering where Triple Trouble are today. Yeah. Um, like, uh, fucking hell, <laughs> that was uh, that was. <laughs> obviously, you take a look at that, and I, I don't have any anything against the UniLads side. Or at the time, I think they had um, uh, what was it, speed on that roster.
1: Um, uh, yeah, it was speed. They, they would like just basically I'm pretty sure Tractor can ma-
0: run his mouse over the Unilad thing and we can have a look see. Yeah, exactly. Please do his, that. Uh, uh, Sorry. Ma- uh, run your mouse over the Unilad roster. Let's see who's there.
1: Because I actually can't remember this roster too much. Yeah, speed, because that's like how like little
0: they did. Calix, <laughs> Caro, and Speed. Okay, so, you know, as free agents. <laughs> all right. Got a little bit of a cough,
1: joy phone. It's fine.
0: Dry throat. Do
1: you want some water, mate? Uh, we, uh, we have did, no we, did we run out of water? Yeah, we completely ran out of water. We went through... Two whole packets yesterday. Like, we're talking, like... Somewhere between twenty and thirty bottles of water during the it's two days Stephen. of broadcast. Thanks, like
0: Stephen. But yeah, no, like you know, obviously this team was like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: this is uh,
0: a like I'm agents. looking at this
1: going, and that's a good. Um, well, they're
0: good individually. The problem is at the yeah. time they were not a team; they were picked up as free agents. Versus when UniLad could have picked up Triple Trouble instead, and reason were already thinking of picking up Triple yep. Trouble, and then obviously we saw how that whole thing went. I down.
1: think it was just uh, pretty much uh, UniLad coming in, just literally trying to pick up a team, maybe even on the cheap. You got to think of well, Triple they didn't, Trouble. There, they, didn't, they didn't
0: give up. Fuck, let's be honest. Like you know, United did not give a fuck.
1: The only one they uh, they cared about Street Fighter and FIFA. FIFA, majorly, of course. Same reason why hashtag United came in, Um, and Street Fighter a little bit because it's a bit of a you know it's all lad sort of culture sort of stuff. Well, I
0: mean, that's the thing. That's that's the thing that's core to their business. So. It was the Street Fighter broadcast that were being shared on their main Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. It was the FIFA broadcast that were being shared on their main Facebook Facebook pages. They were tweeting and, 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 and putting out things about the, the Call of Duty tournaments that are going on in MLG on their main channels. Mm-hmm. Rocket League, sweet fuck all.
1: It, no it was stapled on for them. That it was, was it. stapled
0: on for them because of a contractual obligation to join the the Elite Series. So fuck you, Nini lad. I think I've made my opinions very clear on you. Don't fucking come back. Do not fucking <laughs> come back. <laughs> You stay out there.
1: <laughs>
0: so the so the victory went to Vitality in this yep. land, and obviously we were there at the grand finals. There was an incredible clip of me jumping off mm. a match and going yes. <laughs> Uh, uh. and you know that having a good time with that whole thing i still um, love
1: the bit of uh, freaky uh, getting picked up by fairy peak and fashion just dangling <laughs> exactly
0: yeah uh. um, but you know that, that whole lan um uh, you know, that, that whole lan that whole tournament obviously it was a little bit one sided for vitality because we were taking a look at this whole thing and you could see like right, there's only one standout team and that was vitality unfortunately from them though after this mm. lan they kinda of bit Champions Curse in the in the arse.
1: Yeah, and that was dropping Freaky purely for personal issues, um, between them Freaky and Fairy Peak apparently didn't really like each other that much. And I you definitely see this in other games where it don't matter if players don't like each other, you work as a team. This Rock League's it's smaller teams, so yeah, that can't really work as well. But here they weren't getting alongside to drop in well, we saw from this season. What happened when you don't have someone like Freaky who can set up Fairy Peak? It just, vitality got worse. It was a bad yeah. transfer. Um, picking up Scrub Killer for me was pretty much picking up Scrub Killer because he's Scrub Killer. It wasn't that it fitted into a team. It was, it's it also part Scrub of the Killer. scariness of if you don't pick up Scrub Killer, someone else is, and someone else gets stronger. So it's like them covering themselves. So this sort of like changed that is rumored the Pashy 4K dot makes perfect sense because that would be one hell of a team
0: that might be one hell of a team but we'll find out of course how those things work out for Vitality yeah but this is their main victory of the year this is their big mm-hmm. trophy um, got knocked over by the cameraman <laughs> if you remember that outtake, <laughs> that was fucking fantastic don't worry it's not as bad as the uh, um, what was it the Bucharest Gaming Week where our host was holding the trophy and he just, literally just like slumped it down and just dropped it out of his hand and the whole thing smashed it was fucking ouch <laughs> big ouch but that didn't quite happen at the GFIN Elite Series of course that trophy is a lot more stronger Yeah. Uh, and it holds a lot more weight apparently uh, but there you go uh, it, it seems to chip three...
1: off a little bit but it's, it was nah, like I, don't don't think it, I don't even
0: think it chipped off a little bit I think it just still worked
1: I don't know we'll have to look back for a I don't know.
0: Right, but let's bring it on to some online tournaments now. Uh, of course, the next big thing after the Elite Series was mm-hmm. Ballistics brought, and we're talking about these guys a little, a little bit ago, and obviously mm-hmm. how they sponsored things and how they looked on the uh, on the, on everything. And this was, actually honestly,
1: a pretty legit tournament. It was it was actually so a a lot of big teams signed up for it, um, and the big biggest thing for here is we saw finally not only the confirmation of the bricks as a project, that was nuts. And I'm still there in my mind going, what if bricks didn't get split up? Because this was, and I will always feel sorry for shackling about this, but this was like his brainchild of getting players together that can form, create a whole brand new style of Rocket League. Remember like where it was Fruity being basically the pivot in the center and his two teammates rotating around. It's really (laughs) interesting, fun way to play and super fast. But It was basically showing that Speed, Fruity and Chakron are fantastic players and they can come through, taking down some RLCS teams. But then at the same time, Flipside coming out and winning that was finally after a very naff season from Flipside. Remember, they only just um, they didn't go into the promotion relegation playoff bits, but they came out. I think it was sixth anyway. And and it just shows that Flipside can finally show up. And it was like. Sticking together was brilliant for Flipside because you've got to think that same roster, which you think now looking at it going, oh, they should have just um, like, you know, at the time, maybe they need to change a player or whatever. Look where they came up in uh, LAN in RSS this season. Like you're just there going flip side. We're clever to stick together.
0: Yeah, and the key cool thing about that, obviously, is is how how long it took for them to get that whole thing together. Now mm-hmm. that they now that they did, this was the first tournament where it was like, okay, they're a legit team now. Yeah. And since then, they've gone on to do some really really good work in the Rocket League space. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are getting really, going having a really good deep run at Worlds, um, having really good results in the online tournaments as well. Yeah. Since that point, this was the first thing, the first result. They were like, okay. Flip side, they look pretty legit. <laughs> They're um, back. That yeah. was it. Uh, but some other teams I wanted to focus on as well as complexity. Um, uh, I don't know if you could scroll down for me, Tractor, to the uh, lineups page and have a look at who complexity had. I believe they had Greasy Meister on at this point. Um, let's have a look. See.
1: No. <laughs> no, it was the original roster.
0: Okay, sorry. It's the next. It's the next online tournament we're talking about. Yeah, but this was on.
1: still like showing the strength of the bricks. This is what I'm talking about, where they can take down you know run um third place line at that point it was just like damn
0: damn yo. damn is right Good. apparently um but you know and then obviously vitality were already starting to show signs of champions curse at this point mm-hmm. um i think if, i think they got uh what was it out in top 8 in the uh, quarterfinals. Uh, i'm sure Tractor can scroll down for us and find out <laughs> uh in a uh, in a couple of moments time hold up, hold uh, up, yeah they there were 58 single go. Them. yeah yeah single elimination bracket and that was when they lost to um the bricks actually, yeah. So the bricks actually. The like said they. Na- were now, good. That, now that I'm looking at this bracket, it, this is a pretty legit run to the finals.
1: Yeah. And you got to think this was PSG before all the problems as well when they changed over the fruity. Um, So you can see PSG losing out to Flipside at that stage. Still a little bit questionable. Flipside then beating out. Who was it they got? It is Parallel. Oh, I have completely forgotten about this. Who was on Parallax? Can you hover over that tractor? The the uh, Team Dignitas Parallax matchup? I'm going
0: to go to the rosters instead, I think.
1: Because um, we're, we're a little bit behind as well.
0: Yep. Two
1: Parallax. seconds. Oh, okay. This, was, this, oh, this, this X, is Mouse.
0: Uh, X, yeah, this is Mouse Balls, basically. So this is yeah. when they started to have their legit sort of
1: fight. Okay, cool, cool. Because this would have been the first time that um, was it Tigre was on the roster, I think, because before that, it was Mummy Snow. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, okay, that's a little bit more understandable, because I still class Mouse as a good team. I know that we're going to probably be losing Skyline over this next season, and that...
0: Rumours, rumours, no legit. <laughs> not legit just well, yet. Well,
1: no, it, it's widely known rumours that they are testing out, but they're not confirmed on anyone. Like, mm. I was saying to you, I've seen them trialling out, I think, Nexo and Lauti as well as a lot. Sicky. They're trialling out everyone, and they're just they're seeing they've got a lot of off season to work with, yeah. and then it will be the qualifiers for Dream Hat Leipzig, which is the second or third week of January, which will finally be able to see. Okay, this is who they're going with. This is going to be the new reformed Mouse.
0: Well, obviously that was the um, uh, uh, the ballistics Brawl first uh, first tournament, and season mm-hmm. two came up a little bit later on in the year. But we'll come to that. Because we have a few more tournaments in between that particular uh, mm-hmm. period of things. Obviously, we're going in chronological order, and we are running a little bit short for time. So let's try see if we can blast through this, yeah, Bacon? Yep, yep, let's awesome. go. For okay, we've well, right, we got literally
1: run them now because <laughs> we are so late. We've got to pick up the other two casters. <laughs> we got to take them and home. <laughs> literally go drive everyone home. That is what my job. What time's Craftsman's flight? Do you know? Uh, six this evening, so we fine. Six this evening, okay. Yeah, so we don't, fine. we
0: don't, we don't have to worry too much about things. But obviously, Gatwick's back open. Yay!
1: Yay! <laughs> don't have to have oh, a geez. sleeping bum on my couch. <laughs>
0: I right. love your crafting. Go, yeah, go, no. go, go. So, season five, the winners were Dingatas Tass, and the runner-up, runners-up were NRG. Uh, now, but this was fucking...
1: arguably still the best series in the world. Yeah. The whole I mean, this is it, it was moment. the This
0: is Rocket League moment, you mm-hmm. know. And as well as that, it's not even just that series. The whole LAN had some really, really great moments, mm. especially if you were like us. Even Geniuses sitting...
1: finally showing up was a yeah. big one for NA because yeah. they finally had a contender into, like, actually a top four. EU has had that for a while, but NA didn't. Um, When we look at this as well, it's finally showing, like, when you go to a bigger, like, an arena-style event, no, the wraparound, that atmosphere is epic. Absolutely
0: insane. Like, that is how I think Rocket League
1: should be. Not on a stage, like, on a theatre sort of stage in front. It should be centre and everyone wrap around for that experience. Sorry for the little hit hit of the mic there. Um, Yeah, they're not too bad when you do that. But Jay slammed his down on the desk and it really hurt my ears earlier. Do you want me to do it again? <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> uh, and this was like the birthplace as well, for anyone that didn't know, of where like the idea for Aftershock started coming around, was not
0: yeah. it? Yeah. Because at, t- at the time, I was kind of toying with the idea of doing like a series of Rocket League and analytical videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also... Yeah, but I was also thinking I want to do like a podcast, like a proper yeah. thing. Yeah. So it was. Around and this, I remember you asked me like,
1: if I do this, will you join me? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty drunk of course. And then it yeah. came and down to my players. then, then, then like, the oh, was like, go. oh yeah,
0: do you remember this idea? I was like, no. I was <laughs> out my fucking face at the
1: after party, <laughs> but you know, well, yeah. I get drunk, but I don't show it, do I? <laughs> that, no, that you don't. Much. Honestly,
0: I thought I did not believe you were the fucking drunk at all, hammered. but you <laughs> were. You were hammered. But yeah, no, like obviously this was the original birthplace of AfterShock. I remember coming out of this land like right. We need to get this sorted for next season. That's when mm-hmm. the plan was put in motion. That's when I was looking at various people and thinking about who I wanted to be part of this project. And uh, oh. we're here now, being in in person, all, all, all together, uh, having a good time and talking about some Rocket League. Um, but, you know, obviously, that that was a really cool mm. thing. Best crowd at a Rocket League event oh, ever, by easily. the way. Like, not, not even a fucking shadow of a doubt. Like, there's ne- not been a crowd mm-hmm. since or, uh, you know, no, since that point or even prior to that point.
1: Well, it's because it's the whole Team 104 together, everyone wanting, and EU fans are very hardcore. I'm not saying NA fans aren't, of course, but we know that if you want to be... Like, chanting is a big part of football culture, which, of course, is Inherent British culture as yeah. well, you know? In London so,
0: especially, it's like, oh my fucking God.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, and we know how to do chants the sort of, like, match in, because you look at NA chants and that, we are all very generic, like, let's go G2, clap, 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 clap. That is just... And that Let's is then used for cloud.
0: Let's go Cloud9. Let's go EG. That is it. Let's go NLG. Whereas
1: everyone in the EU scene just literally listens on in. And of course, you re- you repeat the phrase. Oh, yeah. That is the like <laughs> squishy muffins they, <laughs> they sell, sell, you, sell at you at Greg's.
0: They sell you a Greg's. <laughs> Which he thought was squishy an insult. Muffins. It's not
1: an insult or anything. It's not even like praising him. It's just Aftershock a pure joke. Blocked. <laughs> 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 but uh, that oh yeah that was the best one there. or the oh, Pirates of the God. Caribbean theme I oh, absolutely love chanting the Pirates the like, we could of probably Caribbean do a whole
0: theme. episode just talk, talking about of our chance, best fucking yeah. like, you know, our most favourite chants from RLCS like fuck you know what? I'm actually going to put that down do actually I think this should on be a next
1: year, year thing because then we'd had two years of chance to go over Yeah, and man. literally oh, my we could God. do top 10 chants from the last two years Holy we'll do shit, this next yeah, year we'll do that next yep.
0: year absolutely we're going to do that but uh, you know this is also the mark the start or the peak of the Dignitas dynasty if you want to call it that you say three tournaments marks the dynasty Yeah, Um, so they hadn't
1: reached Dynasty yet. The Turbo Pulsar Dynasty, if you want to call it that, definitely hit. But not Dignitas. Like If Dignitas had won this RCS, I would have said that is them. I I still don't think two lands back-to-back is ever going to be achieved. But three, definitely not. And it just shows because Dignitas couldn't do it. Teams had hard-counted them. Cloud9 definitely did in their play style, just purely making sure that they had one team, the strongest team, they could beat them. We've seen it in lots of other sports, lots of esports, where teams go with that same mindset where they're like, okay, we don't care if we win or lose this one, but we make sure we knock down the top dog because that sends a statement in its own right.
0: Exactly, and obviously, you know, Dignitas became the best team in the world. They went on, obviously, to do the the whole 7-0 thing at the... of the league, league play. play. And then obviously I went through the whole upper bracket of the next worlds so doing really good stuff with that one. You know, obviously, Dignitas were the best team in the world at the time. They, they made it straight unsc- through in- to uppers. Yeah. You could argue that even despite their losses in the last two tournaments of the year, they still were. This still was the year of Dignitas. Yeah. Oh, it definitely to be honest, was the I year think, of I Dignitas, think, Dignitas. I think that's more I think that's, more. I think that's more. Yeah. That I, I think that's more of a thing we can talk about in the in another podcast later mm. down the line. But we'll talk about that again later on because we've still got more tournaments to do. Always trying to do quick fire rounds because Northern mm-hmm. Arena happened as well immediately after following that tournament.
1: Unfortunately for me, Northern Arena is probably my most forgettable tournament of the year. Yes. It was very much late announced and very much rushed. It felt. I love that they got the community casters in, uh, stacks and Vodabel. And mm. actually, no. Stackscape went to the land final. Sorry, it was Tom Kelly, um, Vodable in for the qualifiers, and they actually went out to the stewards. So I'm loving that they're actually taking that seriously, not just online stuff. Yeah. But it did very much like there was a lot of audio tech issues for me. This was just the one which. Was ping, amongst a lot of work. The Don't get me wrong. Do you remember and that? <laughs> oh god, yeah. Wasn't that like a sound from like the reception or some sort of shit? Or I no, because it was in like a science expo.
0: So I think they were showing off like an experiment in the background. So it was just like this occasional oh, just ping going off of whatever the mm. fuck it was. And I was. But like,
1: oh. the setup to this, I will say, is brilliant. Where they did a lot of online. They did online qualifiers for each region to the point which Excel went through FlyQuest, which at that point was um, an RORS team, I'm pretty sure. That is what I want to see is more, like the DreamHack sort of thing, where these lower teams have a chance to make it onto those big stages. It's what's needed. You can't just keep shoveling the same RLCS teams to everything, which is my only problem. <coughs> like, I wish we could have this with E-League to some extent because it just yeah. feels like top eight from RLCS. And then two weeks time, they've got to play again at E-League. To me, that just feels a little bit... eh. I would well, love I, mean, that, I would love that, top four from ROCS to go through and then four from open qualifiers. Despite that, if that though, makes sense. despite
0: that though, I don't think E-League was a really fucking baller Oh, game. it's always a baller but event. Unfortunately, it's top Northern class. Arena. It Nor- is
1: the top class. Yeah. It's the best Rock League, you will see.
0: But Northern Arena was also not the top tolerant person. I mean, if you scroll yeah. down in a bracket real quick, you'll see that pretty much all of the results went about At- as well as you would have thought they would go would have gone. I think we'll just find mm. out. Just very quickly, it was a double elimination bracket and it's sort of like, well, yeah. Diga Tass beating NRG, NRG beating Flipside, Cloud9 losing. NRG. That was all expected. Yeah. And, you know, th- 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 there's there's no result you look at this and it's like okay, well that seemed like an interesting upset or you know that's something really, you know that th- that could be a good match or it was a good match like so, you know it's just this is expected.
1: I think the best one for that was actually the um, the losers round two if you guys can see that on your screen, where it all went to game five. And that was near enough the flip I mean, point where it entire... nearly got upsets, but there was no real upsets in this tournament. I
0: mean, that, I mean, that said, you take a look at that entire line from the semifinals and losers round two. They were yeah. all game five. So that may have been the most interesting phase of the tournament. But again, no results. So you say, OK, that's that's quite interesting. Close so.
1: results. Good games. I remember them. But again, no upsets in the tournaments. And upsets generally do make more tournaments, like make tournaments rememberable
0: there's a reason why we remember Sal, why NRG versus Dignitas because NRG you take a look at them it's like okay yeah they're a bracket team reset and but they've got to go for a bracket reset and they've got to beat who are the best team in the world right now Mm-hmm. And they still got the first series. It was like, holy shit. They lost the second series in f- in seven-game fashion, though. And it's like, mm. fuck me, you know. An upset followed by a near upset. It's the same reason why I remember the 1K Cup so much. Speaking of which, <laughs> the Let's 1K Cup. <laughs> that. Now, the winners of this one were Dignita. Dignitas. The runners-up were Smiley Face, who were consisted of... Um, uh, Fairy Peak, Mount, and Scrub Killer, who are like basically like a mixed team performing for of what would end up being the majority of the uh, uh, the Vitality lineup later on down the road.
1: Well, Mount, yeah, it's actually quite funny because Mount, I think, is still the sub for Vitality, so it is basically Vitality, it pretty with a much sub. is. That is. Um, oh.
0: but the, 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 this was fucking insane. I mean, like, if you just take a look at the bracket again, we just scroll straight down towards it and just see how uh, Faces run sort of mounted up throughout the course of that entire thing. You can see how they were knocked out against Flipside Tactics, uh, sorry, not against Flipside Tactics, against Complexity, mm-hmm. after they just knocked Flipside Tactics into the lower bracket. And then they had to go through upset after upset after upset to get to Dignitas. They went against the Bricks. I would have said that maybe they could mm-hmm. have won against the Bricks, but the Bricks were also looking solid at this point. Yep. And they didn't. They, they, they went to PSG, beat them, went to Complexity, beat them, and... Then they went to Dignitas, Wait. and this was almost this is like the online version of the RLCS mm-hmm. Grand Finals, four to two and two to four.
1: It's just Dignitas had the longevity, you know, because exhaustion does get you at this point. And Face, that just for me that shows what they were hoping with Scrub Killer being able to uh, be brought into the mix with that sort of um, synergy between Fairy and Scrub, but it just didn't work out last season. Yeah. And Like, Mount's an interesting player because with the right team, he could be an RLCS player. He is definitely RLRS caliber, um, without a doubt, but he's always played sub. And for me, I've always found that really weird.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like, it is quite weird, but. Yeah, you know, I still remember that uh, the, the, the everyone was taking a look at this team. Who knows?
1: If you don't work with uh, k we might see Mount replace Kado. <laughs> yeah, imagine? yeah, no, man. That would but, be massive. You know, and oh. Mount,
0: Mount was like, everyone was saying he's super underrated, and everyone was taking a look mm-hmm. at the whole thing and saying, Rocket League has changed today, because they were thinking to themselves, fuck, this could be a brand new team entirely. I mean, mm. it wasn't in the end, it was still just Scrub Killer moving on to the, uh, the Vitality lineup. But like, like holy shit. <laughs> like Again, this was one of the best grand finals I've ever casted for Rocket, mm-hmm. for Rocket League and across now my entire career, including Counter-Strike stuff. Like, this, oh, it was a good grand final. It was a good Damn. grand final. And I wish the VOD was still up on, on Twitch. Fuck you, Quent, for not saving it. <laughs> 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 like, seriously, can I just say, this is, as, as as I mentioned to all tournament organizers, put your VODs on YouTube. Because some games mm-hmm. like this, they, they are unforgettable and they should, they don't deserve to be forgotten. So it takes literally... It literally it takes two yeah. minutes. It takes yeah. two minutes. If you need if you if you can't render it off of like, you know, download it through a fucking VOD downloader like Twitch Leecher and then just like cut it up in Premiere Pro or even fucking movie maker for fuck's sake, yep. and just do that and then just put it out on YouTube. You can literally highlight each game on Twitch and then post it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like just do it, please. Just do it. Seriously, it makes my life easier because I get to add shit to my portfolio. And oh, it is definitely it full of yeah. for the portfolio aspect. Well, well, that that is only part of it for our personal interest. For the rest, rest of Rocket League, though, it's just great to watch these matches again, you know, and to have them there for all the time. I think
1: as well for future YouTube videos, you could look at the his uh, like history and historical aspect of Rocket League, and that is really cool. Mm. I think for me, but yeah, moving on to the next one, of course, and then we had two tournaments go back-to-back. To back. We had Rocket Baguettes. Well, I mean,
0: technically three online tournaments going back-to-back-to-back to back to back because it was 1K, then Baguette. Yep, yep, won.
1: sorry. I forgot about uh, that. I thought that, yeah, I was taking way too much time between the 1K and the play. <laughs> but yeah, just said it there. The play, the Coliseum, and what was essentially the test, the taster I put before the Renegade Cups. Like, this was science coming out to the EU community, definitely, and going, what can you guys do? And... Oh, there there was uh, a lot that they yeah, can oh,
0: do. Summarizes it pretty well, <laughs> oh. I think. Yeah, like this this was this was a, a really really good tournament. I remember still remember watching it because I remember I recently mm. I, at that time I recently got my my new uh fifty uh, inch TV. Yep. Uh, uh, especially especially thanks to tractor manager by the way hooking me up with that that thing. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> um, I, remember, I still remember bringing that bringing that and putting it up and putting the uh, the Grand Prix up on there and I remember mm. enjoying it so much because of how many times Triple Trouble. Showed up. This was Triple Trouble's tournament. And you can see it right there on the bracket. The number of teams they had to go through to get and beat Dignitas. Like, fucking hell. Fucking hell. They had to beat Smiley, uh, who I believe is. that Smiley Face? Uh, That wouldn't be Smiley Face because it's Renovitality. So, a different Smiley Face.
1: No, I'm just quickly getting in to have a little look. Uh... Unless wants to scroll back up and
0: find the roster for us.
1: Oh, yeah, in the qualifiers. Yeah, that was... um... So not quite,
0: okay, so different, oh, different
1: I thought that was uh, Zedo's team, and then I'm like, oh no, that was unique stars. But yeah, Friss, Sebedam, and Itachi, that was back when Sebedam was trying out rosters, so now he's mm, with yeah. the current Epsilon 1. But yeah, took them down, then PSG, Weedham Girls, Method, and then Dignitas. Like, damn, son.
0: Fucking insane. Like, again, 3-2 series is... Across almost the entire board, except against Method, who were still sort of like struggling around about that time. Because that was mm-hmm. Ricks, Rondé, Brito B, and Chakran was in the team at the time.
1: And I remember this is where the Clappers logo came from, because the French guys made them the logo for this. Ah. Because every team had to have a logo when they got through to of the course, stage. Except apart Smiley. From... No, Smiley did have a logo, and it was just uh, like colon D. Like it was a ah, little, right. yeah, it was more like a yeah weird one, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but like, you know, triple trouble. Like this is, that again, you, you can't deny results like that. PSG, Weedem Girls, Method and Dignitas back to back. Against Method and Dignitas through a 4-1 series. They had like, the hi-
1: hardest run, I would say. A- easily the hardest so, run. Maybe not Method, but that's because you would have expected Complexity to make it through there and it was more like, damn, Method doing well.
0: I think it was also the first event where Complexity had Greasy Meister. No, that was the 1K Cup. Yeah, I agree with you, Meister. So you can see this is where things also did start to fall apart for the mm-hmm. complexity side. So, you know, just going through a history of how things worked out for them. But yeah, triple trouble, fucking A. And obviously that led to them being signed by Red yeah. Reserve a little bit later on down the line. But they still had one more top four before they got there. And obviously that other top four came from Rewind's The Coliseum. Now, obviously we just come off the back of a Rewind tournament. And mm-hmm. the first, the thing that initially kicked off that whole Neon Dream thing was with The Coliseum. Yeah, it was. And it was, you know... Like, again, this is such a good fucking tournament, man. Like, it was quite, quite funny, actually,
1: because the response from Sarnix, like, when we did that, was, like, we want to do, like, Gladiators battling now. And it's like, okay, you've got to be careful with your terminology. Like, you know, originally we had, um, you know, different, um, st- like, the three different stages names. Like, The Pits weren't allowed. And it was just there, like, ah. Oh. Um, well, I mean,
0: they allowed that for fucking, um, what was it, League of Rockets, would not they?
1: Yeah. The Pit. The Pit it,
0: The gates. The gatekeepers and then the final, yeah,
1: but it was like that case. We're trying to go with like gladiatorial combat, that sort of thing. Uh, had to really talk down like stuff like couldn't use weapons, like uh, and all of that because naturally PG game, but afterwards they were like, We loved your theme for this. For the next thing you do, you Neon know, Dream, you have to just up the theme to the max, and that's what we did. And this for me, because I designed this entire tournament, and that what I wanted to do is every single win you get money. You get, you double your money. So it's like just that's complete cash up to the point where I think the finalists got, it wasn't like a massive amount for a finalist prize pool. It was only, I think, $1,920 off the top of my head. But of course it was doubling every single time. So if you had won one game in the top 32, you had prize pool money. That is something you don't see. And that's what I thought was quite cool about this. So like 16 teams walked away with some money.
0: Yeah, and that's really, really hype, obviously, because there's a lot of teams <clears> that are in this sort of like lineup. Unfortunately, we can't show them all on screen, because that's there's how fucking big this bracket is. Like, holy shit. well, oh, um, so that's not going to stop Tractor from trying, so you have to scroll the by slow and, scroll. and leave Dig and WLF back up the side. But you can see PSG are in there, Complexity are in there, blitzers Blimey, are in
1: there. Blitzes, that's another that's yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point of the show, is yeah, yeah, we thought Blitzes were going to be bigger than what they are now, but then, you know, in good Rocket League fashion, well, they hindsight. split up. Hindsight, <laughs> hindsight, is 2020.
0: But yeah, the win into this one, as you can see, with
1: Dignitas. Uh,
0: Dignitas. Oh, I'm so, I've been so fucking used to saying that for. The remember, this was course. the nuts
1: one where Fnatic took down Dignitas. Yes,
0: that was a massive upset, mm. obviously, for Fnatic, and it's kind of trying to see if they can resurge their way back into the in, back into the fold. Didn't quite mm. work out the way that they wanted it to. Um, but uh, uh, you know, uh, for, uh, uh, for for think we're playing with
1: Mummy Snow in this tournament at this point? I can't remember. Tractor, tractor, hey. a. <laughs> <laughs> he gets uh, man's on the ball. He knows exactly where what he's playing doing. With Mummy Snow, uh, fanatic, fanatic. Can literally see this is on the fly, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at some of these teams. Like, yeah, diffuse kids. Jeez,
0: it was Mummy it was Snow. No Snow so yeah, there we go. Huh. This is where the Danish dominance or the Danish sort of like yes, yeah, like, yeah, the Danish dominance started to take hold. And again, against Dignitas, that's no small fucking feat. You know? No, Even it's online. not. And yeah, I just
1: think that must have just had a really like, that series, no, I can't remember it being enough 'cause I was about to say it must have had enough day, but I'm like, nah, Fnatic just really showed up for it and Yeah. And eventually the they would the go league. on. They <laughs> would
0: go on to lose against We Dem Was it We Goals <laughs> or PSG? Yeah, We Goals. And obviously there was the triple trouble thing against PSG on the other side of the bracket, and that was that also was an insane close. series. I still remember casting that with Crafters, yep. and just the amount of times we fucking lost our shit. Just like, oh my god, can we, can we calm <laughs> down, please? It's just an online tournament, but no, there's
1: Online no, this this is is tournaments can be best tournaments sometimes. Exactly,
0: actually. and they were. You know, these three tournaments back to back were just all amazing. One K Cup was a was a nice Kickstarter. Uh, 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 the play was an amazing mid-form and Coliseum just to hype it up and oh. cap it off for a massive mm. three tournament and know, the trip. start of
1: PSG being known as an ultimate online team yes. they didn't do it during league play but every single little one-off tournaments PSG expect them to get blooming far like they can real contest online
0: exactly well that was the last of the, of the online tournaments before we moved into the latter part of the year where we started to look at the uh, the RLCS sort of league play. And, of mm-hmm. course, season six rolled around, the Vegas uh, show, um, where the overall winners were cloud And now we the runners-up of Dignitas. Holy crap. Um,
1: <laughs> like, to I remember, me, this I remember... is also the crumbling of Dignitas. Because yes. ever since then, when they get to these top stages, they have started to show some real frustration against these top teams because they're so used to winning that they don't know how to handle this at the moment as a team. And that's why you're starting to see this sort of like transfer talk coming about because it seems like they're trying to pin the blame on someone and then start anew.
0: Yeah, but clown 9 had a really, really good tournament of their own, right? I mean, if you go to the bracket, their lower bracket run was insane. Like they went through, it? they were out in, I think, the quarterfinals or something like that. Uh, I think Tractor can try and bring that up for us if he could. The uh... yeah,
1: they dropped to Flipside, wasn't it? Yeah, the bracket for this one.
0: Yeah, let's have a look. It was against. Oh, no, it was against we Girls. That
1: was it in the very first match, and then had to do the entirety of the run
0: go through. Then, then,
1: then again, it's the same sort oh. of thing with how with how uh, triple, triple Trouble
0: faced up against uh, uh, in in Ballistics. Uh, mm. Just you know, Titan Mines, NRG, Flipside, Chiefs. We girls, back to back to back results is like, like fucking. This is hell.
1: literally them getting harder opponents every single step. And it of the caps way. off
0: with the world's best where they absolutely destroyed Dignitas. We won
1: twice in a row. That is nuts. And
0: as you say, this was the start of the crumbling because Dignitas, I don't think they, they were obviously it's the end of the year so they didn't have much mm. time, but they couldn't quite recover from this sort of loss, you know?
1: No. Nope. I mean, we saw it again as well, uh, E League, which I mean we can go on to I mean just on to now here Jay with uh, Cloud9 getting to the stage and it was just only Weedham girls that could stop them because
0: yeah well I mean As well as that, I don't. I don't want to just say. Obviously, Dignitas still had a really good year. Oh yeah. to cap it off, like three back-to-back top two finishes at Worlds. Like, Mm -hmm. That's that's insane. That's not insane. I don't think people. Obviously, with Dignitas being the winners that they are, winning like basically every single tournament they're. Oh yeah. I personally
1: think the strongest thing for Dignitas right now is not to split up, not get rid of K-Dop, stick together and go through coaching. Like, yeah. Try and get that team morale back. Regain that
0: uh, that morale and Mm regain that mentality that was. That That is the the wisest choice of Dignitas. Yeah, and obviously Dina like as you were saying, didn't quite work up in the E-League, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll move on to talk about right now, obviously. They the were winners...
1: semi-finalists, though, so that's still really Yeah, good. again,
0: you know, top four is not a bad placing. I think that's the one thing that people seem to make a mistake when they're talking about Dina is the fact that Dina is such a... Uh, so, well, they were known, and everyone was looking at them like... As the narrative was just, this is the best that Rocket League has yeah. ever had. And obviously, they've fallen off the edge of a cliff since then. But at the same time, again, as you say, they made it to the semi-finals. They tied up with NRG. They lost to... Was it Cloud9? I believe it was in the bracket.
1: uh Yep, I'm pretty sure it was anyway, because I swear... Uh, it was... Oh, wow. That's,
0: uh, that's, uh, that group layout is pretty shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's like loads of different little uh, double LM groups. But it was... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Cloud9, Cloud Nine, Nine that Digging Task, again, could only 4-1. And then it was NRG um, just... They stood up a decent fight against Weedham Girls, but it wasn't good enough. Weedham Girls, like, it, it started off real even, and then Weedham Girls just, like, pulled away.
0: Yeah, and the key thing about Dignitas as well is that this is where we saw them struggle against EU teams as well. Mm. You know, it's 4-3 against Evil Geniuses, which is a repeat result of their world performance. And against Flipside, a team that were up-and-coming sure, but Dignitas, they were able to deal with them and so many more online. And here on land at E-League, they had a struggle. They struggled mm. really, really hard against the likes of Flipside. And you know, it took them, and the Flipside obviously ended up dropping to lose to Wielm Girls anyway, who had already lost to Flipside earlier in the day. So they had a bit of like a lower bracket run to get back into the semifinals mm. of their own right. But Dignitas, like, as you say, things have gone wrong in that camp. And again, I do think that the main thing to focus on is trying to see if they can regain that mentality and that winners sort of attitude, you know?
1: Yep, definitely. Because they're all good players, and we've seen what they can do together. But, I mean... I, yeah, just don't think they should split up. They're too no, good for absolutely that.
0: absolutely
1: not. Your only other option is you look at it and go, okay, if players want to move and maybe the org, Dignitas can make a little bit of money off the transfer of a player because you know part of the contract, if another org is looking to buy out a player out of their contract, Dignitas can make a bit of money out of that. So you've they got to look at it from a business perspective there.
0: They could as well, um, but obviously the other big thing as well was Weedem Girls winning out at this one. Mm. This was a fucking feels good, man, because they were a team oh, yeah. on the rise. Uh, the only tragedy I feel is Flipside not making it out of that group, but obviously they were seeded into the group of death anyway, so it was going to have to be <laughs> one of them. Uh, but, you know, Weedem Them Girls, an unsponsored team, winning the biggest first place prize uh, with the exception of the RLR- RLCS. Mm-hmm like you know like that's With fucking... little
1: shitty watercoloured shirts I love them <laughs> no
0: do you know what that like just capped it off for me just that whole thing no I'm saying like... his name
1: is shitty watercolours yeah no like, that's, that's what I'm saying no, that's like, that's that the is... best thing mm. in
0: the world that, that whole thing is just capped it off it's like we're serious we're hard men and then we've got shitty watercolour on our chests yeah it's like fucking A and we them girls obviously I'm really hoping that they get a really good org. Coming in the new mm. year, uh, obviously we we have again. Rivers. I've already
1: said about it, where I was like, like, "Oh, if only Weed and girls had stuck around and became their own org, like a player org, that would it just have been nuts work. to see." But it yeah, it don't work. work. It rarely works, even in the top sort of like teams. Yeah. There's still got to be massive backings. We'd be talking like I don't know, the owner of Chelsea and the Emirates and all of that just come in and then buy the team, and sort of like just back them. That's the only way it would exactly, have like yeah. work is a big sponsor.
0: Mm, yeah. Well. Obviously, E-League was a fantastic tournament. Loved every bit of it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch the next tournament we're going to talk about, because we're coming up to the last two <laughs> tournaments of the year. Obviously, the Elite Series Season 4 was the last big EU LAN. Mm-hmm. Um, the winners of which were Method. The runners-up were Fnatic. I know that you had a chance to watch most of this tournament, mm-hmm. um, but you know, obviously, there were a lot of big storylines coming out over the course of the uh, of the few weeks, and we were covering it on AfterShop. We are talking about stuff like Method's dominance, Fnatic starting to go yep. back up and stopping the spiral downwards, uh, Vitality losing out, Reason making their return. Fuck you, UniLad. Um, <laughs> hashtags... <laughs>
1: We Has love Reason, to. by the way, just for so the guys working it as well. I still think Reason needs to stick around purely because it'd be a clever sort of like academy team for the GFINITY sides yeah. to be able to... Because f- there is money. Because I mean, GFINITY needs money at the moment. Like they do... They are running at a loss as a lot of esports orcs and that do. But for them to be able to ferry through and use it as academy that could be quite a clever little role for him. And definitely picking up stuff like this, the attempt with Shakron in his previous work makes perfect sense for that to be him to sort of like lead up the reason roster and just basically use it as an academy team to ferry players through.
0: Yeah. Um And obviously, you know, some of the teams that they didn't quite make to those playoff brackets, you know, particularly Vitality and Hashtag were just like, these guys mm. were like, Really, really big standout talking points throughout the entire season because Vitality were not performing in the same sort of way. And then Hashtag were doing really, really well. And mm. then they fell off the edge of a cliff somehow. And they were looking Don't quite I know what happened about there. It. Yeah, things are not looking great for that camp. And, you know, there are some, it does kind of prove the idea that there are a lot of really good teams that could show up on land in the mm-hmm. EU scene, you know? And Gfinity is just a really, really good platform for those players.
1: Yeah, and Gfinity also shows, like, what Fnatic are like at that level with. You've got RLRS teams there. It's just last year, they look, oh sorry, they looked pretty bad in the last season purely because they're against top flight teams. You get natural different levels in ability. So, Fnatic at RLRS, I'm expecting them to finally be able to put on some good performances. Again, it is just because they don't have Dignitas yeah, to deal with. Exactly. They don't have FlipSide. Like they don't have Weedem girls. Now, like I said, though, it will be nuts because you've got to think Method there. Once again, who they have lost to, Secret. You've got XL coming through again, which I know XL didn't make it through to this stage. But this was like them going through a troublesome period. Remember, it was only like in the last week or two that they did bring in Breezy. And you got to think there's got to be a bit of change time.
0: Yeah, and uh, I feel like, again, the XL is one of those rosters in the Elite Series that could do good things, obviously, with having a look at roster changes. And I think the whole landscape is going to be completely shuffled for next season. Yeah. Uh, except for Method, of course, Method are going to dominate everybody.
1: Method <laughs> are going to dominate, they're going to stick together, because if they do change up, then. Dumb boys,
0: all oh, right, okay. Well, let's move on to the final
1: tournament we're going to talk <laughs> about, which is the Renegade Cup as
0: a whole. Obviously, this yep. is the final tournament of, of the year. Uh, let's try to see if we can shoot through this quick because my laptop is running out of battery. Um, so, quickly, so, the
1: three teams already be confirmed through to February is Secret, uh, Method, and Red Reserve.
0: That's true, yes, yes. Savage, the only
1: one really we expect Savage to be taking it next month, don't we? Probably. I mean, Excel could probably do an upset or we could see a team like Stratus or French Fries, like one of those bubble teams have an absolute stellar performance again, but money, you'd probably be betting it on Savage. That's just how it is. Yeah,
0: and, you know, taking a look at sort of like how these tournaments worked up, obviously, it was Top four really... from
1: the last RORS as well. That is, true. Shows, that is true, yeah, yeah but you know, definitely these, these, level. the
0: way that these rosters, the way that these tournaments were played out, obviously, it was really cool to see some creative ideas. Uh, coming mm-hmm. out for like you know the likes of um, you know uh, Studio Finals by Veritas and Rewind and kind of the Rocket Baguette guys as well did that with the French stream. Um, the French
1: stream had it. The English stream didn't because we just didn't have any budget. You know, it, much, the yeah. French guys were sort of living with you know having to do two productions from, uh, one, from one budget. Out. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit.
0: It, it was a bit of a shit situation, but it was all right. It was fine. I mean, you know, In the end of the day, they still put on a pretty good tournament, and it was mm-hmm. it was fucking fantastic. Um, and then seeing teams like Stratus come out of the woodwork, and obviously we talked about them a little bit earlier on in the show, and how they sort of like come to rise to prominence, um, you know, it, 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 and, and, and just sort of seeing how the months have gone by, how the level of Rocket League has managed to stay really, really good, even though all the good mm-hmm. teams have gotten past those stages, like, it's, it's, it's a really cool, creative sort of way yeah. To get things to 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 kick things off in the bubble scene and to get this whole scene kick started and and, and rebooted, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely like the Renegade Cup cannot chirp on about it enough really, can we? Of like how this is good for the community stuff. And yeah, I have no reason to believe that it's not going to return next year. Uh at some point. Like it might be it'll return like next Renegade Cup will start in April, you know, but I think it'll probably be about the same rough timescale again because I'd imagine science might have some other plans here and there, you know?
0: Well, let's see how that all works out. Obviously, we're really hyped for another Renegade monthly. Mm-hmm. We're really hyped for another Renegade Cup as a whole. Um, still got the January 1 to go through. So it's not quite over yet, but obviously it is technically the Renegade Cup 2018. Yeah. So um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that right there. And again, it's a nice tournament that so showcases the depth of the EU.
1: Depth. EU depth. Na, I've been looking at it and, you know, cast over a little bit of it. I can definitely I only, I tell I only, you. I only
0: did the rivalry sports right. myself.
1: Uh, but yeah, I can see NA doesn't have that same level of depth, but they've got a lot of uncertainty at the moment where a lot of the RORs teams have split and like gone their own separate ways and it's like a new reformation of NA, which could be good for them, of course, because that then means you can start up some new projects which work. mm but Na or they don't have anything on our EU lads. Do oh, they,
0: no, nah. that's why. That's why AfterShock is specifically EU only. So, uh, why fuck you, you, Na. <laughs> 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 and with that being said, we're done.
1: That's how we end out the EU, that's EU podcast. we just a big fuck you.
0: Yes, I mean, it. yeah, it's, it's been a very, very mm. fun year. Obviously, twenty eighteen really has been a nice little wave for Rocket League. Obviously, this podcast has happened. It's been an absolute pleasure doing it for you. All. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure every single week to join yourself, Mister Digital Bacon. Oh, thank you. Um and that's going to be our year wraps up, I believe. So with that being said, do you have any final thoughts, not only for this show, but also for 2018 in Rocket League?
1: Um, I'm just glad I finally got you in my bedroom. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> was that your plan this entire time? <laughs> yeah, that was clearly it. No, that was just what I thought up in the spot. <laughs> so without further ado, with on that bombshell. <laughs> we're going to say goodbye and we shall see you in 2019. <laughs>